This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Upgrade your welding game today with the highest quality leather products from Outlaw Leather USA. Their welding hoods, arm pads, and handles are expertly crafted with premium materials to provide long-lasting durability and stunning visuals. Don't settle for less than the best. Experience unbeatable protection and comfort with Outlaw Leather USA's custom leather products. As a special bonus for listening to the podcast, you can get 10% off your order by using the special promo code WELD10 at checkout. Upgrade your welding gear now at Outlaw Leather USA. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. In this week's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Rachel Lee, also known as the Tiny Welder on Instagram. Rachel is a highly respected member of the welding community, serving as the program director at Fortis College in Smyrna, Georgia, as well as the vice chairman and treasurer of the Atlanta section of the American Welding Society. During our conversation, we delved into Rachel's experience as a woman in the industry and the challenges she has faced. We explored how she built her network and expanded her reach by leveraging the power of social media. Rachel also shared some valuable insights on how she discovers relevant hashtags and the importance of tagging others who might share your content. We also discussed the benefits of being a member of the AWS, both as a student and professional. Rachel highlighted the networking, learning, and scholarship opportunities available through the AWS and how they've helped her grow both personally and professionally. Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multifunction engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your work? Of course. Yeah. So my name is Rachel Lee. I'm the tiny welder on Instagram. I'm also the program director of the welding program for Fortis College in Smyrna, Georgia. I also wear the hat of being the vice chairman and the treasurer for the Atlanta section of the American Welding Society. I didn't know you were the treasurer too. Come on. Oh, well, I do it all. I'm also running the social medias. Oh, man. I, mean, I literally do it all. Well, so let's step back. What made you get into welding in the first place? 
So I got into welding um, back in 2018. I wanted to go back to school for something that I can make a career out of. And that's a very broad um, <laughs> goal. But I went on the Technical College System of Georgia's website and found that they were offering free tuition in 17 in-demand fields that they deemed were in high demand. So I thought, okay, 17 different fields to pick from, lots of options, and I can get my education for free. I read through the list, and of course, welding was at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as I saw it, I immediately pictured myself hood down, sparks flying, just having a time of my life and thought, I'll give that a try. If it doesn't work out, I can always pivot. But uh, I went and met with the instructors first uh, at the Lanier Tech Campus in Barrow County. Tom Reeder and David Ennis were great. They had some great advice for me. They told me to find women in the industry already reach out to them or just kind of see what all they had done and how far they had come and kind of put that in a frame of reference for me. I did. I found Jessie Combs. Um, I reached out to her. She was very receptive, very positive, huge supporter. And then Ray Ripple. And Ray, I mean, they broke the mold when they made Ray. Oh, yeah. So I was immediately like drawn like a moth to the flame to everything that she did. And that definitely helped change my perception of what welding, fabricating, and metal art could be. Mm -hmm. um, I got into the program. It was a two-year program. For the first time in my life, I was a straight-A student. I was nominated for awards, and I absolutely enjoyed my time at Lanier Tech. I learned a, a whole lot of skills that just helped propel me further into my career, and I'm so thankful for that. Best decision I ever made. That's the funny part. Like... When I went to welding school, it was the same thing. Like, it was the first time I've ever had, like, a 4.0. I was like, whoa, I'm on the dean's list? Like, on this is crazy. Thing? And my parents were like, great job. And I was like. I know. My parents didn't believe me because I had told them before, oh, yeah, I'm doing straight A's. It's going great. <laughs> like, no, we need to see something. And I, but it really makes a difference. When you enjoy what you're learning, you want to learn. Yeah. Well, and, like, even going to school later in life, like, cause I was 32 or 33, something like that when I went back to school and I, it was just like the mindset going back to school. I was just like, okay, I'm paying for this. I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to get out of this and be like the most badass welder that the school's ever seen. Hell yeah. And <laughs> so, but after you went through your program, tell us what, what happened after that. So uh, actually while I was still in the program, my instructor, Tom Rieger, was a sitting executive board member of the American Welding Society to the Atlanta section. And he had told me about what the American Welding Society was. And he actually scheduled a tour for me and my fellow classmates to go to the Caterpillar plant in Athens. Oh, cool. It's amazing, but it was an AWS sanctioned event. The Atlanta section hosted it. They gave us feedbacks. There was a raffle and I won my student membership through that raffle. Nice. So that's how I, yeah, for freezies, I became a student member. And as soon as that happened, I got very involved. I wanted to know as much as I could about the American Welding Society. And my instructor, Tom, said, you know what? We're going to make you the student liaison. And we're going to basically groom you to be the best Atlanta section member we've, we've ever had. I took over the social media's right away. I went to different membership presentations with the sitting chairman at the time, Renee Andron, and he just took me under his wing. He he introduced me to how the Atlanta section is run, 
um, what they do and how we can help students in the form of scholarships and opportunities to showcase their skills um, to help propel them into the future. I still in love with the American Learning Society and all that they can do for students. Just in case anybody doesn't know what all the AWS can do for a student, like what what does the AWS do for people? Like, because I, I know that's something that is is kind of vague. You know, it's like people don't really understand what it is. They're just like, oh, I'm paying for a membership and I don't know what it's going to get me. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what it like, does. What, what are the benefits? So there are a number of benefits for students. It's the scholarships, grants discounts and competitions that they can compete in but also the membership portal is a great thing they can get in there and uh, the member network they can get in there they can see job postings they can see career data so what the job outlook looks like in the welding industry they can kind of plan accordingly maybe they want to be a structural welder maybe they want to go into pipes. maybe they want to be a sig welder maybe they want to be a metal artist Basically, they can look through there and decide what path is best for them. For individual members, it can offer you uh, different conferences and seminars that you can go to get your PDH or CEU hours, which that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody that isn't familiar with the certified welding inspector process. But if you get your certified welding inspector, you have to get certain hours, program development hours, continuing education to make sure that you can keep up your certification. That's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. They've got tons of different benefits that they can offer their, not just their students, but their early career individual and corporate members. I mean, there's a plethora of different options that they can get as a benefit of being a member. Well, and then at section meetings, like tell me about, I'm a member of the AWS, but my section has, has, gone through a turbulent time so it's 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 hard i personally i want i want to be more involved i want to be around Mm -hmm. it you know so it's like at section meetings like what what kind of benefits do those give people that are members like i know definitely student members you get to network and possibly get jobs out of it but you know what what are the section meetings even for so section meetings, we could use our section meetings for PDH hours. So we could take it to a technical meeting, go into a location. Like we just did one at BTD last year. So we had certain people that came to there just to get their program development hours. We had students who came to that technical meeting to learn more about what the American Welding Society was and how the Atlanta section um, is there to offer support. It's also, like you said, it's a networking event. You get to meet other people in the industry, a chance to talk with them and figure out, okay, how can I benefit you and how can you benefit me in the future is really what it, what those section meetings are all about. And you get to talk to people about welding. I think that's, I think that's the funniest part is like when you get into welding and like my wife, like I would talk to her about stuff all the time and she's like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, it's like, but like when you go and you actually like you're talking to someone, you're speaking the same language as the people, you know, so it's, it's just cool. That's my favorite part about like going to events like that is that you can just talk about welding, you know, and everyone's like, yeah, I would actually do it this way. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, or have you ever tried it this way? It's like we're all the welders just get to nerd out. We yeah. just get to talk shop. And and it, I've learned a whole lot from talking about welding with different people at different events. Another thing the American Welding Society does is their conferences and seminars. Um, I went out last year to Houston for the Weld Summit, 
oh my gosh, what a time that was. It's in um, the Woodlands, Texas. So it's beautiful. It's at a very nice resort. It's a three-day conference where you're immersed in different technologies, advancements within the welding industry. But also at that same time, you've got breaks where you can go and meet new people in the industry or reconnect with your friends and family is what they feel like in the welding industry. So you don't want to miss out on those conferences. If you've never been to the welding summit, you should definitely check it out. But I have another one coming up. I got to go. I got to go. I've never been. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, and so another part, you kind of touched on how you were connecting with other like ladies in the welding world. I know that that is a very big topic that people are talking about because it's it's a very male dominated field. Like what has your experience been like getting into welding and just that dynamic of being surrounded by mostly men in the industry? So and it is like I think women, we make up. 5% or a little less than 5% of the industry currently. When I first got into it, I think we only made up 3%. So we are growing, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, women hear us roar. My experience in the industry has been very positive. Uh, Now, does that mean that the whole time it's been positive? No. I've had instances where, you know, you've got a guy that, or a boy who thinks that, you know, women don't belong in this industry. But they're, they quickly figure out that we are meant to be in this industry and we are hard workers. We're dedicated. We're passionate. Um, we bring a little bit more life into the welding lab. Currently, I have two girls in my class right now. I'm teaching TIG and they are some of the hardest workers that I have in my class. They're very dedicated, especially one of my students. I'm not going to name her, but she is so determined to master this craft and she will. We're in week two just finished week two we'll start week three next week with midterms and i have no doubt in my mind that by the time we get to week six she's gonna be probably my best student in this big class i think if you're a woman and you like to build things with your hands you like having that kind of purpose or you know you you just want a little something more for yourself out of life welding would be a great career it's you get to build things there's so much to learn I haven't even scratched the surface on everything there is to know about <laughs> welding. And that's my favorite thing. There's something new to learn every single day. But it's it's definitely, you have to have a little bit thicker skin, I will say, because I've, I'm the only girl in my family. So I've always been a tomboy. I've always meshed better with guys than girls. But you have to have thick skin. Because guys, I mean, how often do they say something where it's open mouth, insert foot? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but that's how it came out. And uh, being a woman in a man's industry, sometimes, like, I just don't want to be overly sensitive to things. So if it's something like, oh, okay, I, I know that's not what he meant. It just came out bad. Yeah. I'll just talk it up to he's, you know, he's a guy. I have a tendency to open mouth and insert foot <laughs> from time to time. So it's just we're all people. And welding, it's not for a man. It's not for a woman. It's for everyone. Yeah. And anybody who wants to build things, create things, if you can think it, you can build it. Yeah. Well, then you. Someone described the project I'm working on right now. It's kind of like hot gluing, you know, it's like the best hot glue gun in the world. Is, yes. But I mean, MIG, that's the way I kind of look at MIG. It's just like, this is an awesome hot glue gun. This is a but, hot glue gun. But you could just like make things out of thin air, you know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, like, what Dr. Weld, um, Austin out in Texas, where he does oh, yeah. like 
that big, uh, the deer skull with those big horns. Yeah. And he's just going for it. (laughs) Yeah. And mixing materials using silica bronze and copper. And I just love his tenacity for like, if, if I want to put it together, I'm going to put it together. Yeah. As far as switching back to like ladies in the industry, a lot of Mm -hmm. like, it's been said that ladies have a much higher attention to detail. And I know like going through school, like I had, I think there was two girls like throughout my whole time and they kicked my ass the whole way. You know, it's like, they were so much better. And I was so pissed off because I was always chasing. I was like, one oh, day yeah. I'll be as good, you know, but like. Well, cause I feel like my, my girl students, they listen the first time, which <laughs> is crucial. Uh, I'm not having to repeat myself very much with them, but they also, like you said, the attention to detail. I was the type of student that I would do it wrong four times and that fifth time I would get it right but I would learn so much from doing it wrong mm-hmm. those first four times that I could get it perfect for the next five times it's just one of those things now I do have a few of my male students have had that attention to detail those male students have been on the more creative side of things and wanted to take things in a little bit more of an artistic aspect I think that might have something to do with it I think women are a little bit more imaginative mm-hmm. and creative in certain aspects. So I think that has a part to play in the attention to detail and the dedication to the craft, learning it. When I was going through school, I constantly was like trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? You know, it's like, what's the best path for me? And the art side, I was, it, there's, it gets kind of a bad rap, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are like, yeah, it's not real welding. I'm like, it's real welding. Like it's It's real. Trust Mm -hmm. me. It's not a fairy tale. It exists. It's real. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I was always so fascinated with that, but my artistic side is not there. But like my wife, she is way more artistic than I am. And so like, she helps me with design stuff and then I put it together, you know, exactly. you guys are the yin and the yang. Yeah. That's awesome. As far as like networking with other females in the industry, like how has that been for you? Like, is there like groups that you're a part of, or is there like resources you could recommend to people that are trying to find other ladies in the industry to talk to? Definitely. So, I think the best option for ladies in the industry is Instagram because it's free. And I tell my students this all the time that they should create a a professional welding profile. By doing this, they can not only reach out to, like if it's a woman, she can reach out to other women in the industry, send them messages, tag them in things, show those women in the industry what they're doing and what they want to aspire to be is a great option. But also you have a direct connection to a lot of different companies in the industry, Lincoln Electric, Miller, Blue Demon, Weld.com. You've got all these different companies that they want to see young people in the industry or people in the industry going out and learning the craft, trying to spread what's good about the craft and get more people interested in welding. So you have tons of opportunities based off my Instagram alone. I've made so many friends from all across the world. I use Google translate and talk to people in Brazil and (laughs) Germany. It's really incredible what social media can do to bring people together but it's also gotten me a free welder from Prime Weld. I That's got a free awesome. welder from them, and it is an amazing machine. I absolutely love it. If you go to my Instagram, you can see the welder I'm talking about. Check it out. I've got a few videos of me setting it up, my uh, welding station, and then running it. It's the best machine I've ever run. And that's saying something because 
anyone who knows me knows I'm a Lincoln Electric girl. Love the red and the black, the <laughs> weld red, but they haven't given me a welder. Tom oh, Weld did. Come on, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, Lincoln, what are you doing? Now, the only hood that I had used up until I just got my uh, outlaw leather hood was Lincoln. I love the 4C technology, but can I show it to you? Oh, yeah, please do. It is amazing. They put my logo. Oh, that's awesome. And I love the white with the black. Yeah, I dig that. And I got the auto darkening. I'm still figuring it out in the beginning because I'm so used to my Lincoln. I wanted to lift it up here. Yeah. But I'm getting better at using the little viewfinder. I've always wanted to use one of those, too. I I guess I got to pick one up. Got to pick one up soon. Yeah, you got to talk to Ishmael. I'll send him a message on uh, Instagram tell him to hook you up. Oh, please. Please do. As far as career-wise, so you went to school and then you started working with the AWS, but now you're actually teaching as well, right? Yeah, now I'm actually teaching. And the way that that came to fruition is pretty unbelievable. I uh, The program director at the time for Fortis College, I reached out to him. And I said, I'm with the American Welding Society. I would love to come on campus and do a student membership presentation to let your students know what the AWS has to offer. And he was very receptive, said, great, come on. So the chairman, Renee Andron, and I came down here to Florida's college. Renee let me take the reins and I delivered the presentation on my own. Basically, he was there for support and I'm glad he was, but he let me deliver the presentation. I had a great reception with the students. And as we walked out of that meeting, the program director offered me a job being an instructor. That's awesome. Uh, I actually turned him down. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> at first, because I was that kid. I didn't like to play teacher when I was little. You know, mm-hmm. kids like, yeah, hated playing school. And I wasn't the best student. So I immediately put myself in that frame of mind of, I don't know if I can do this. I'm very passionate about welding. And I, you know, I have the knowledge, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to put it in practice, if that makes sense. But he was persistent and offered me the job again, and I decided to take it on a trial basis to see if it would work, see if it was a fit, and I fell in love. Yeah. Um, being able to teach these kids a skill, or they're not kids, they're, a lot of them are adults, but being able to teach them a skill that they can make a career out of, a fulfilling career that they can take pride in, is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Watching a student go from, I can't get this, to, oh my gosh, I got it. Yeah. Is just the best feeling in the entire world. What's the most difficult part about being in the education system right now for you? Like, what's the Ooh. hardest part for you? Ooh, okay. The hardest part about being in the education system right now is just the fact that, you know, students, they're coming to school, they're not being paid to come to school. So they don't, it feels like at times, they don't value their education in the way that they should, meaning, oh, you know, I don't really feel like going to class today. I'm just going to hang out at the house and I'm going to tell my instructor that I'm sick mm-hmm. um, and then show up the next day perfectly fine. And when I'm asked how I'm feeling, I don't remember that I told my instructor I was sick. Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, a hard thing. But once I get them in here and I get them engaged, like with my TIG class right now, they love what they're learning. They love being in the booth. So they're here and they're getting it done. Another struggle being an instructor would be keeping it 100% professional. What I mean by that is some of these students are around my same age. So it's really easy to fall into a comfortable pattern and let things get a little too far away from me. Meaning when I need to reel the class in and get serious, we need to get talk about certain topics. 
um, get through the curriculum. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, Ms. Lee. No, this is Miss Lee, not Miss Lee. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Bring, bringing it back to that focus is sometimes a struggle, but they're passionate. They love talking about welding. We have some great discussions in the classroom. It's just reeling them back in. That's sometimes a difficult thing. Yeah. Like going from that friend to I'm, I'm the authority here is, is oh, hard, yeah. but oh, yeah. it's like I'm program director. Now you need to listen to me. <laughs> well, so. what is the program director? Like, what has that been like? So you're like overseeing the whole program now or like, yes. what, what does that entail for you? I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> making sure that we have inventory, so making sure we have our materials, our consumables and our metal, making sure those are ordered all the time, making sure that uh, any students that are falling behind as far as attendance, for grades, I got to stay on top of them and make sure we're meeting certain goals at certain times. I also have to do the administrative uh, duties. Being in the office is my least favorite part of this job, but I know it's a very important part. Um, we're actually coming up for our accreditation soon, so I'm making sure that I've got all my ducks in a row, all my employee files are correct, making sure all my all my documents are where they need to be, and making sure the lab is operational at all times i mean you're a welder you know that certain times welders go down yeah. um and we are pretty stretched to the max as far as our student capacity in the lab so when a machine goes down i'm then having to take a student push them in another booth or if it's a simple troubleshoot i'll have that student with me the whole time i'll show them okay this is why this happened we're going to adjust these things and then we'll get you back in business but all of that takes time yeah and when you have uh, a larger class size Sometimes it's hard to, you know, booth one goes down, I get it up and running, and then immediately booth number five goes down. Now I'm moving into another booth, spending more time. So it's kind of hard to, I can't divide into two people and flank out as nice as that would be. (laughs) So I'm having to kind of race through things. I wish I could have just, you know, smaller class sizes are better because you could spend more one-on-one time in each booth with each student. That's what I've heard a lot about and seen a lot in just like, because I tutor at the school that I went to now, like I'll go in and help out. But like when there's like one or two instructors for 20 to 30 people, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like that's if you're doing a demo for somebody, you know, that's going to be it's it's not just like, oh, this could be a minute, you know, it's like. Exactly. No, it's like a 10, 15, maybe 20 minute demo and then you're moving on. And so it's like it. I think that is a big part of the education side that needs help is just more instructors, and it's yeah. hard hard going from welder pay to instructor pay for a lot of people. And like the yeah. education system, I feel like just needs to catch up. You know, it's like if you want really good welders to teach the next generation of welders, pay yeah, them, sure. pay them more. Like pay them what they would be happy to take. You know. Exactly. Something that's going to be comparable to what they're kind of giving up. Yeah. Because it is hard. I mean, I'm still getting, I do side jobs and I'm still getting offers to do side jobs that I just have to turn down and it hurts because the money's good. Yeah. Uh, Or I'm constantly like, my friends don't mind because I'm constantly tossing jobs like, hey, I can't do this one. You want this? And that's just kind of another benefit of having the network is being able to reach out to those people or have those people reach out to you and say, Hey, I can't do this one. You want to, throw, you know, do you want to give it a try? I've gotten quite a few jobs that way. What are your favorite types of jobs? Like what, what types of jobs are these that you're being offered? Like what's your specialty? So my specialty is anything with pig. Um, my favorite job that I've done recently was we took um, 
a horse trailer and they had started converting it into a mobile bar. So by the time it came to me. Did you say bar or barn? Mobile bar. Okay, cool. You go to like weddings <laughs> and things. Yeah. That's awesome. And they had, the plan was to have it fully run with electrical. So I kind of mapped out what we were going to do. Uh, they already had the fixtures. So it was just, since it's a metal frame, I tack welded basically or welded the junction boxes right to the walls of the trailer. And we mounted the lights on the outside. We ran a disconnect and then we ran conduit and ran power the inside of that, that bar cart. It was awesome. That's it awesome. was a very fun project. That's also on my Instagram if you want to check that out. But I, those are the kinds of jobs. I like to do custom. I'm one of those people. I've got ADD. A lot of welders do, I found. But I, I don't like to do the same thing over and over. I can. And... You know, I can sit there and do it, but it's not my favorite. I like to do kind of specialty things. Another project that I did that was really fun and I had creative brains on was a wedding venue reached out to me and said they wanted some floral rings that they could hang from the ceiling. And she didn't really have any idea of how she wanted them constructed, just knew what she wanted, kind of drew me a picture. And I took like 20 foot and 10 foot sticks of all thread rod. So I threaded the whole rod. And I took couplings, I bent it around a big spool of wire with the couplings on there, uh, welded all around the coupling so it'll never come apart. Gave it spokes, almost like a wagon wheel, to an inner diameter circle um, to where there was about a three and a half inch ledge. After I got everything all welded together, I spray painted them green so that they could hide the floral around it. And when I delivered them to her, I had no idea how they were actually going to look once they were in the air. She sent me a picture after it was done. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely beautiful. It just looks like um, flowers and greenery is floating from the ceiling the way they could spend them. That's awesome. A big thing that people ask me, or just I know people always ask, so when you're costing out jobs for people, like how, how do you go about like costing out a job? Like what's your step-by-step? So my step-by-step is to first, like, depending on the job, try to plan out how much material I'm going to need. And then I'll try to go get that quoted. Once I have that quote, I always mark it up by 1.5 times. Uh, it gives me a little bit of fluff. It also gives me a little bit of profit already worked into my materials. After I've got that, I try to map, I try to logically figure out how much time is that job going to take me? Am I always bet on the money? No. <laughs> But you try to guesstimate a round number of how much time it's going to take you to complete that project. And then from there, I set my hourly rate. So if it's going to take me, you know, if it's a big job, it's going to take like 20 hours to complete. I'm going to want my pay at like $25 an hour. I price everything together, submit it. I have not had anybody turn me down on a price yet. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, which is great. And I, I just, I really... I enjoy it so much. The sad thing is I would probably do it for free. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a problem. I like when I first got into it, I started doing jobs for people, you know, just like little custom jobs. And I was just just really underselling myself and like 
coming back from that is very hard, you know? It is, because once you throw out that low price and they're like, oh, okay, that's great to come back to you again. And it's yeah. like, oh, but I, I'm not doing it for that now. Yeah, you got to play like real hardball. Like I have one one client that they asked me to do all kinds of stuff and I've done it and it was a really big help for like building a portfolio. But oh. it, like, but now it's just like, hey, listen, <laughs> like that was, that was in the past. Like it, I, my prices are going up. You know, yeah, it's I always, time to close Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is not a never. Just whatever you want to pay me, no. Like this is what I'm gonna get paid, and if you don't want it, that's fine. Call that other guy that you don't know, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, go find somebody else on Andrew's list. Go, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's like a big thing in the welding world too. Is it's hard to find people to do work. You know, it's like yeah. who are you gonna call? Like that, and there's a big renaissance for people like you and me where we could do custom little custom jobs that, you know, a big like pipe welding company is not going to be like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take the time to come make this one custom piece for you, you know, send out a crew, you know, it's like, no, like you, you got to find specific people. And that's a really big thing that people can get into these days. Like if you're new in the industry just make a name for yourself. Just start doing things like make stuff for yourself, make stuff for your friends, show it to people, make those connections. You know. Yeah. Post it on the internet. See what happens. Use those hashtags. Hashtag. Okay. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a good topic right there. So okay. you, you do a lot of social media and I know people getting into the industry, everyone's like, yeah, get on social media, get on social media. But how do you go about your hashtag strategies? So the easiest thing that I found that works for me is I created a note in my phone and I put all my hashtags in there. If I see a hashtag on Instagram as I'm scrolling through and I'm like, that's an awesome hashtag. For example, uh, hashtag weld every day is a common hashtag or uh, hashtag burn sleeves, big money, hashtag dirty hands, clean money. Just anything that people are going to type in on the explore page to try to find more things about welding. And then not just the hashtags, you also need to tag those different accounts because what can happen, that account could choose to share your your post. Well, now you went from however many followers you had to however many followers you had plus however many followers they have. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of grow your money or grow your uh, your account that way. And it'll work for you. You're not having to spend any money. I'm not marketing that way. I'm just letting Instagram do its thing and let the algorithm take hold. doesn't always work. I don't understand the algorithms, but um, <laughs> I'll have one post. And I'm like, this is going to be the one, a thousand views. Yeah. And I'll have another one that I don't put any time in. I just like throw it together last minute, put a catchy song on it, and then I'll have something like 10,000 views. Yeah. I don't understand. But I'm also, I'm just going with the flow of things. I'm learning as I go. That's awesome. Yeah, I I feel like social media, it like I've been in the music world for a long, long time. And like, okay. you got to you gotta be reaching out and growing your stuff on social media. And it's always changing. And there's always new videos. It's like the algorithm changed again. Here's what to do. And it's just like, God, it's like a whole job to keep up with it, you know. But It really is. But the cool thing about Instagram, too, if you turn your page into a creator page mm-hmm. or a business account, they actually have uh, different, they'll do live streams from time to time and talk about different things that you as a creator can do to help 
generate more traction on your posts. So they are offering different pro tips. I don't know who has time to watch all their live. <laughs> I don't, uh, but I definitely try. And you can always Google. I mean, Google is a, definitely a good resource. So speaking of just ways to improve, like what kind of advice like to your students, to people that are new to the industry or people just trying to get to that next level, like what would be your advice to just grow as a welder? So to grow as a welder, you need to surround yourself with people, whether it be in physical sense or in like just a connection sense on using social media. Um, But surround yourself with more welders, with more people who are in the industry or trying to get into the industry so you can have a network to work with. I love the quote, surround yourself with strong people and you yourself will be strong. That's kind of my mentality. If you surround yourself with people who are knowledgeable, you know, good people who want to not gatekeep the information because there are people in the industry who do that. They don't want to share. And if you don't want to share your knowledge about welding, you're not going to be in my circle. It is just kind of how I operate. But yeah, I surround myself like you're one of my friends in the industry. Jason Becker is an absolute walking encyclopedia of knowledge. Bob Moffitt, I had the, the benefit of meeting. And so I'm just trying to build my network of strong people within the industry that I can always turn to to say, hey, I'm having this issue or, hey, I've got a student and I want to help them in this way. Do you have any advice? Any tools, including people that I can use to help benefit either myself or one of my students. They're the type of people I'm trying to pull into my group. And that's, I mean, easily emulatable for the student. They can continue to go to these conferences, Fabtech. Everybody can go to Fabtech. It happens every year. It's free. It's free to go. Yeah. (laughs) You can meet all these people in the industry and actually, you know, start to grow your network that way too. And Fabtech's just an awesome thing to go to because of all the advancements that have happened in the welding industry. Mm -hmm. Between semi-automated, fully automated, it is growing so fast. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I I had a great time at Fabtech. Like that was that was the most fun I've had in years. Like especially, I'm I'm a sucker for a conference. Like I just like being around a bunch of people and like meeting a bunch of people, going to events, you know. But like we had a great time. We got connected down there. And... Yeah, that's where I got to meet you. We hung out with Ray. She's yep. a ray of sunshine. Oh, Ray! It was <laughs> it was very fun. It's definitely something to check out. If you've never been, September, I'll be out in Chicago. I'll definitely be there. Like, just because I want to, I've never been to Chicago. Like, surprisingly. I'm thinking about going to the one in Chicago, too. And I want to go to the one out in Vegas when it happens. Oh, yeah. No, I love Vegas. Like, Vegas. Talk about trouble. That's a place to get in it, you know? (laughs) No, and I've never been to Vegas, either. I want to start checking some places off my bucket list. Yeah. Well, we will definitely cross paths at those. But I really appreciate you sitting down and chatting and sharing all this knowledge. Like, I I really, this is going to be a great episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. If you want to reach out about topics or would like to be a guest on the show, reach out to me on the Weld app and shoot me a message at BoDidIt. And in case you haven't heard, we've made some big changes that can help take you further in your welding career. If you're looking for a job or want to put your services out there, look no further than our job board. And if you are in the field and things aren't running quite right, our new weld calculator can help get you on track with the settings that we stand by to get through every weld. Download the Weld app today and get connected to a growing global community of welders. 
I'm Bo Wigington, and until next week, we'll see you out there. <laughs>